Welcome to the Just Love Podcast, hosted by Wipe Every Tear. We hope this podcast inspires you to just love and to love justly. Hey guys, and welcome to the Just Love Podcast. My name is Elizabeth. And I'm Lauren. And we are so excited to be here with you today. We are just going to spend a little bit of time talking through what are some practical, tangible ways that you can help in this fight against sex trafficking and about human trafficking overall, both on a local level and on a national level. We had originally talked about having this podcast later in the season and just realized that with so much happening in the world right now between coronavirus and new Wayfair scandals coming up and Amazon scandals and all that kind of stuff that it really is pertinent to right now. And so we wanted Mm -hmm. to make sure to get this information into your hands in a timely manner. As it's at the forefront of so many people's minds, we know that it's important and we don't want to miss the opportunity to have you really take part in this fight against human sex trafficking. Yeah, that's really true, Elizabeth. I mean, we all have a different role. Some people pray, some people really feel called to advocacy and working on the legal levels. Some people want to travel and go straight into the bars or go right into rescuing girls. And then some people love to support financially. So we all have a different role to play in propelling the freedom of people around the world. But I really believe that everyone's journey starts with awareness and it starts with knowledge. So we hope that we can answer some questions today and bring light to some really heavy and sometimes confusing topics. Regarding the Wayfair scandal, I think we should just go ahead and address that right out of the gates. I think it is important for everyone to research and form their own opinion. That is my personal belief. Whether what is happening with Wayfair or Amazon is or is not true, I think what's really important to notice out of this huge media affair is that child sex trafficking is a huge epidemic. It happens everywhere in the United States, and the United States is the largest demander of child pornography. So it's a very sobering fact, and no matter what comes out of this media blitz, I hope that people become more aware and take further action steps to protect their children and to also help free children from this sort of exploitation. Yeah, it is so sad to me to hear about the potential of these really big corporations that are participating in child sex trafficking or trafficking of humans in general. But I'm hoping that it opens so many eyes for people that this is just the very beginning of a conversation, a conversation between friends and family and even your kids that this isn't just something that we post about and are curious about on social media for a while, but that it really turns into something that stirs your heart and allows you to open up conversations and start that journey to justice. Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool because each of us are passionate about different things. And whether it is trafficking or whether it's global hunger or getting fresh water to people or Mm -hmm. orphans or foster care, homelessness, whatever it might be, there's so many different avenues to advocate for justice. And so we're so grateful for the opportunity to just share with you a little bit about what it looks like to fight for these women right now. And even if this isn't your main form of ministry or your main form of advocating for justice, it's still just important to be knowledgeable at the end of the day. Mm. Know what your consumption is doing, know what your lifestyle is doing, and how you can make little changes in your life to continue to support these women that are being trafficked. 
Yeah, that's really good, Elizabeth. And this year we were praying that 2020 would be the year of 2020 vision from the Lord, that he would open up eyes to see his heart for justice and the way that the Lord works through justice. And so I am actually really excited with what is going on because I can see that happening. And I think God is really catalyzing people to become even more aware and he's going to open up eyes. So I hope that this episode of the podcast can do the same thing. Yeah, I totally agree. So we're going to kind of split it into a couple different chunks and start out just talking about what it looks like to advocate for people on a local level and then switch over to international level and finish it out with some resources for you guys so that you can continue to educate yourselves. And so on a local level, we want you to realize like everyone has a voice and the large majority of you have social media. And as much as social media can be frustrating and maybe even addictive at times, <laughs> consuming totally. all that kind of stuff, uh, it's also a huge tool and a huge resource. And we all have a voice on there. And so just recognizing the fact off the bat that what you're talking about on social media really truly matters. It is bringing awareness to other people. It is bringing justice to people. And so what does your voice sound like on social media? Does it sound like justice? Does it sound like the father's heart? Or is it just cool pictures of you on vacation? Which is also great too. That's also so valuable. But know that you have the place to be making a huge impact with something that you already utilize. And Mm. so continuing to utilize that in the best way that you possibly can. And it's a free way to advocate against trafficking. So we are all for that. That is so true. (laughs) Yeah. And with social media, there's oftentimes, or I guess just recently, I've been seeing this a lot, of the places to sign petitions for these injustices that we're seeing, whether it's racial injustices or injustice like the Wayfair scandal, for example, there's petitions and ways to use the internet to reach out to people that are in law enforcement, that are in um, the legal system in order to make your voice known. I think it's a really cool way to bridge social media with advocacy. I think advocacy, like in terms of talking to your state representatives or you know, creating a petition can sound really intimidating for people who aren't super familiar with the legal system. And honestly, it is making it so easy. It's making it really accessible for people. And it's also free. Yeah. And Lauren, (laughs) you just recently filled out, what was it, a missing persons report or something like that for Wayfair? And can Mm -hmm. you just go into, it was super easy too, right? Yeah, it was really easy. So for me personally, this doesn't necessarily reflect the views of Wipe Every Tear. I did personally think that what was going on with Wayfair needed investigation. I just thought that it needed some digging into. I went onto the U.S.'s ICE website and made a quick little online tip. It took maybe five minutes, and all I had to do was fill out my contact information, fill out the information of the business that I thought warranted investigation, and it was sent right off. So it's really easy, and luckily the internet has made things like that a lot more accessible, which can also be pretty nefarious when it's turned on the other side of the coin. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, and unfortunately, advocating for justice isn't always quick, cheap, and easy. But in this case, it is. In this case, using your Instagram, your Facebook, your internet capabilities to sign petitions and stuff, those are quick and easy ways to be a huge proponent in bringing justice throughout the world. Yeah, one of the other things that we wanted to talk through also is pornography. Just recognizing the fact that 
there's so many more children that are being trafficked nowadays through pornography than there ever has been. Yeah, it's unprecedented. Yeah, and going to be super brief on this point about it, but just recognizing the fact that for the most part, people aren't aware of the fact that the majority of adults and women and children and even men Mm -hmm. that are participating in pornographic videos are being trafficked. And the definition of sex trafficking is a commercial act induced by force, fraud, or coercion. And so a lot of these people, even if they had originally made the decision to be a part of the pornographic films, are being pushed past their boundaries. They're being put into really incredibly physically aggressive situations where they're being harmed. And that's trafficking at Mm -hmm. the end of the day. Um, It's the coercion. The act of being forced to do a sex act that's against their will is really what defines it as instantly turning into an act of sex trafficking. And just the nature of pornography and the pornography industry is it keeps these women and children in the industry. And so it doesn't really give them a way out once they're in because their name is all over, their face is all over, and the people that run it really don't give them an option of a way out. And so even if the original choice was to make money and to get into it, they're stuck for the most part. And so, Mm -hmm. again, that is coercion, that is force. That is trafficking at the end of the day. And also a lot of people are lured into it. They're lured into an advertisement for modeling agency. They're recruited through social media. I think almost all of us probably have had those spam accounts comment on our photos or slide into our DMs. And if you're looking with a keen eye, you can recognize it as something that is most likely a spam pornographic account. But, you know, a lot of young children, they don't know. And I even read reports that were talking about traffickers accessing children's school email addresses and getting to know them through that. So parents, we're not saying that you should live in fear, but you definitely need to be aware and have safeguards up to protect your children and protect your family. And these are conversations that just need to be had with honest vulnerability and talking about how you can create a safe space for your children with your children. And honestly, the unfortunate fact is they're not too young to start talking about this. The average age of a young boy being addicted or exposed to pornography is eight years old. Honestly, the conversation needs to be had sooner than later. And I think the sad reality is that it's going to be had with someone. And so your kid is going to learn about it, whether it's from you or whether it's from their buddy on the bus or their older sibling or the neighbor down the street or yeah. whoever it might be, the the conversation will be had and they will find out somehow. And so we just encourage you to have that scary conversation. We recognize that it is so scary mm-hmm. and um, uncomfortable potentially, but it's so worth it and could not only save your kid a lifetime of addiction and unhealthy sexual patterns, but also could save women from trafficking at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. And there are a ton of resources out there now. Fight the New Drug is an an amazing organization that has a lot of resources, not only about how pornography is directly related to sex trafficking, but how viewing pornography actually affects the human brain. 
and how it affects the people that are being exploited in the act of creating the pornography. So not only is it important to safeguard your children from it, but it's important to safeguard yourself from it. It can become incredibly addicting to the brain. And that's research that we will allow you guys to do on your own. Otherwise, we will have a two hour long podcast talking about that. <laughs> yeah. And just being super honest too, I didn't recognize before I came to wipe every tear, I didn't know the direct correlation between pornography and sex trafficking. And so it shocked me how directly they were correlated. And so just look into it. Again, we're not going to go too deep down that rabbit hole, but they are really the same thing. And so we encourage you to make educated choices for yourself as well as help your kids make the most educated choices that they possibly can. Yeah, absolutely. And we do have a vested interest in this because the Philippines as a nation is one of the world's top producers, if not the top producer of online child pornography. And our good friends at International Justice Mission do incredible work rescuing children from those situations. And so with our heart being tied to the Philippines, this is something that we really have a vested interest in. So you really can't be an advocate for anti-trafficking and be pro-pornography at the end of the day. You just can't because at the end of the day, someone is still being exploited. Yeah, it's just incredibly dissonant. One of the other things that, again, is going to open up a whole can of worms and we're not going to dig too deep into it because (laughs) we could both talk for a long time on it, but ethical clothing. A lot of us don't recognize, again, something that I personally didn't recognize until I came on with Wipe Every Tear was the exploitation that happens through the fashion industry Mm. and the vast amount of changes that Americans have made recently to our fashion and the way that we view clothing and everything is quick and cheap and easy and disposable and not sustainable, not ethically made. Most of this is made from really awful work conditions overseas, a lot of it in Southeast Asia that is harmful to the women, harmful to the overall economy of the country. Yeah, labor trafficking is one of the biggest contributors to the trafficking wheel, if you were to think of it as like a pie chart. So this is something that is incredibly important. And in fact, a lot of these stores that we love, I won't necessarily name names, but they're super cheap and you always get your 4th of July shirt from there. They are produced in the Philippines for the most part. And so again, we have a very vested interest in ensuring that these companies are treating their employees with fair wages, with ethical working conditions. Because when families are able to escape from poverty, their chance of being vulnerable to exploitation significantly decreases. It doesn't eliminate it by any means. But when you are set free from poverty, everything changes. And so having ethical products be a part of your life is something that definitely takes time. It takes energy to research into a company's mission statement, into their values, into where and how their clothes are made. At the end of the day, like my mom told me growing up, it's quality over quantity. And so investing in good, ethically made pieces are ultimately going to last you longer. And you know that it didn't come at the expense of a human being's welfare. And I think it's so easy to be ignorant about this and to stick our nose in the sand and say, if we don't know for sure that it's 
it's being made in a sweatshop, then it probably isn't. But the reality of it is, is it's probably the opposite. If we don't know that it's not made ethically, it probably isn't. Mm -hmm. Unless it says very specifically and directly that it was made by people receiving fair wages that are in safe working conditions. They probably aren't receiving fair wages and probably aren't in safe working conditions. So it's a really tough change to make in your life, honestly, because culture has just shaped us to be people that are consumers and people that take without thinking about it. Constantly. Yeah. And so once you have the awareness and are able to actually think critically about the choices you're making in your clothing, it's so much harder to just go to Walmart and pick up a t-shirt when you need one. Totally. But at the end of the day, it's worth it too, because you can know that you're not exploiting people and these women are able to live dignified lives because of the choices that you're making. Absolutely. And just some resources for you guys. A good label to look out for are certified B Corp companies, companies that are SA8000 certified. This certification screens against child labor, forced labor, discrimination in the workplace, unfair labor practices, that sort of thing. And then NEST is a certification that makes sure that artisans who work at home are provided with fair wages and aren't being forced to, quote unquote, work at home in sort of like a domestic servitude sort of situation. And then Fairtrade International has another certification that's really fantastic. There's a lot of other labels as well. And we haven't even dug into the certified organic or, you know, environmentally friendly certifications as well. But those kind of also go hand in hand, I believe. So we can recommend some companies to you guys if you want to DM us on Instagram, some clothing companies that we love, some home goods products that we love. We would love to share those with you. And so just a couple other ways that you can continue to advocate for people on a local level is really just reach out to your local nonprofits. Literally, Google it. (laughs) It's really that easy nowadays. Google local nonprofits against human sex trafficking, something along the lines of that. And they're will very likely be events that pop up or even contacts formed. Just give them a call, see what they have to say, see ways that you can volunteer with them, events that you can attend, and even ways to give. Honestly, nonprofits need money. At the end of the day, it takes money to do the work that they're doing. And so again, whether you're praying for them, whether you're attending events or volunteering or giving, it's all so, so valuable. Absolutely. And in fact, the conversations that I have with people who are calling in and just wanting to get more information are some of my favorite because they always leave going, wow, I had no idea it was this severe, but I'm also so amazed hearing what God is doing, like redeeming the lives of these people who have been exploited. So I can't speak for every nonprofit, but I will tell you that this is their passion and what they've dedicated their life to. I'm sure that they would be more than happy to talk to you. So it's something that we love and uh, our phones are always open. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And just debunking that myth for us as well as for other nonprofits, we recognize that as we're able to share awareness and knowledge with you, you're able to be better advocates for us and for other nonprofits and for just people in general. And so then it almost takes some of the heavy lifting off of us at the end of the day because we know that you will be helping out and you will also be advocating for us to your friends and to your family and opening up those conversations. So take out your phones. Again, so easy. Take out your phones, call your local nonprofit, get the information that you desire educate yourselves. I think that's really where it starts with helping out on a local level. Absolutely. So now let's go ahead and pivot over to what it looks like to uh, work with nonprofits that focus on rescuing and restoring the lives of people who are 
trafficked internationally. Again, you can also volunteer with these nonprofits. Now, I will say it's not near as frequent as local, like U.S. domestic-based nonprofits, because for a lot of these groups that rescue victims internationally, it is very, very intense. And also there's a lot of cultural barriers. So just keep that in mind. Not every nonprofit that works internationally is going to let you go into the field. And that's for good reason. You know, they have to protect the people that they're trying to rescue and their staff. And this is something that we take very, very seriously, even though we actually do take people on the field. So Elizabeth, you want to talk about how we take people over to the Philippines on vision trips? Yeah. So with Wipe Every Tear, it's actually a little bit different than most other nonprofits, how they do it. With our vision trips, it's actually essential that you come with. Like we need you in order to be on our trips with us Mm -hmm. because we can't go into the bars without you. Our Philippine staff aren't able to do outreach without more or less a door opener is what Mm -hmm. we tend to be is our foreigner skin, whether whatever you may look like, your foreigner skin allows you to open the door to get into the bars so that we can go in there with our Filipino staff and they can talk to the ladies, let them know about Wipe Every Tear. And then again, we can help them with that process of coming out of the bars and allowing them into a life of restoration and freedom. Our founder, Kenny, says sometimes like, are you ready to go and do nothing? Are you ready to go and really just be the door opener and maybe not have the radical story of you were the one to tell this girl about wipe every tear specifically and she came because of your words but you opened the door and you prayed with us and you worshiped over the street and you allowed our filipina staff to do what they are so incredibly qualified to do yes. and that they're not able to do without us so That's why it's so essential for us to take foreigners with us on the trips, as well as just how life-changing it is for people every time. The people that come on our trips are always radically changed and, again, are advocates for Wipe Every Tear and for trafficking for the rest of their lives, talking to their friends about it, posting on their social media about it, and getting the word out, which is so, so valuable. Yeah, it's really important to have those testimonies of how not only the Lord shaped the Vision Trip team members' lives during that trip, but how they were just in in emboldened to become even more passionate against trafficking. And we are so excited to hopefully open up trips again in 2021. COVID restrictions <laughs> willing. The Philippines is still pretty locked down, but we're getting really excited for 2021. We have normally at least one or two public trips that people from all around the world can apply to. So I normally help lead those trips with our Philippine staff and then other members of our Boise staff as well. It truly is the most tangible way to see the gospel in real life. Hmm. These girls who are rescued and who choose to leave the bars, they know how tangibly the Lord has set them free. And it's reflected in their worship when you see them worshiping in our safe homes or on the getaway, which is a vacation that we take the bar girls to after they choose to leave the bars um, so that they can have a time of rest and rejuvenation and really choose for sure if coming into our baby tears care is for them. So Wet Baby Tear Vision Trips are absolutely essential to our mission. And I know it might sound like a little bit of a paradox, like we need you, but you're going to go and open the doors and pray and worship. But truly, it is the best 
use of your time. And of course, the Philippines is an amazing nation. It's filled with beautiful, hospitable, warm people. And uh, getting to go to the islands is not too shabby either. <laughs> yeah. And we're able to speak into Wipe Every Tears Chip, obviously, because we are Wipe Every Tear. But look into the other nonprofits that you know of. Look into other people that are advocating for trafficking because we believe in kingdom at the end of the day. Yeah. And we know that we're not even the only nonprofit out there that is working towards kingdom and working towards restoration and justice. So go where the Lord's calling you. We obviously are huge, huge advocates of our trips, but we trust that the Lord leads and guides very directly for each person as well. Yes, absolutely. For me leading the trips, it has been so amazing seeing how the Holy Spirit truly picks every person by hand who will be on each individual vision trip. And each team comes together and kind of has a theme and a kind of overarching way in which the Lord worked specifically on that trip. So it truly is amazing and such an honor that the Lord invites us to partner with Him in this way because it definitely is unique. Yeah. And then some of those other ways that you can continue to partner with international nonprofits, again, we're going to just reiterate that the attending local events, volunteering for local events with those international nonprofits, giving also always so beneficial and prayer is so, so valuable. We have recently seen how those prayers are so directly and tangibly answered in real time. Like here's just a little testimony. We have been partnered with Ends of the Earth Cycling and there was this whole cycling ride that was going on. We had over 60 people all across the nation that were praying for us and biking with us and praying for these women. And during that ride, there were 11 women that were baptized in my baby tree's care. And so real time, we're able to see these prayers answered and these women being restored and their hearts healed, which is so, so incredible because that breaks the bonds for generations. Yes, absolutely. So some of the specific ways that you can pray and intercede for Wipe Every Tear are to pray for revival on the walking street in Angeles City, Philippines. And what that means to us is women who understand that Jesus is for them and that they have a safe place to come and be fully restored at Wipe Every Tear. And not only for these women to believe Jesus for the rescuer that he is, but also for the men who are going there as customers. We have had some amazing testimonies of men who have really been touched by the love of God by team members on our trips. And while that can be so hard to wrap your mind around because you want to be angry at these men, you want to be just completely livid at the way that they are abusing these women. But at the end of the day, they're still just as lost and broken as I am. And so praying for these men to have their hearts turned towards the Father is one of the primary ways. And I would say one of the most central ways to fight and pray against sex trafficking, because Mm -hmm. when the demand stops, then the supply will go down. And then for these women that are being rescued, just pray for perseverance for them, for them to be continued to motivate towards education because they're working past so much. They're working through trauma and they're working against social stereotypes and against the culture and sometimes even against what their family believes they should be doing. And so pray for these women that they would have the perseverance to continue to work towards this education and for the lady boys that are on the street. That is Mm -hmm. a word, well, we could, again, go into a whole thing on ladyboys, but more or less the men on the street that have chosen 
to change their bodies so that they look like women and are then able to make money on the street working as women. So for them, that they can have full freedom and find full restoration of Jesus again through education, through new jobs, and through their hearts that they would be able to find that healing. And for just even praying for your local nonprofits, praying for your international nonprofits that you support for their finances, for their teams, for their staff, for their physical building that they're in. That prayer is so, so valuable. Yes. So that is such an easy way to fight for us. Well, easy? I don't know. Not necessarily. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes the prayer feels like the heaviest lifting of all of it, but it's, it's free. Uh, <laughs> it is free. It's free <laughs> and it's something you can constantly be doing. So Absolutely. that prayer is so necessary. Yes. And if Kenny, our director, was here right now, he would say, pull out your phone right now and download a prayer reminder app. So all of us use a app. I can't remember the name of it, which one I use, but we all use an app to have reminders go off throughout the day to pray for various needs. Needs. So that is a super easy way that you can be reminded to pray and intercede for all of these things that we just talked about. Yeah. And so we said at the beginning that we were going to equip you with just a couple of educational resources. And we really wanted to keep this list short just so that it was something that is achievable, something that you can easily go after and find out more education on these different topics and then dig deeper as much as you want to. So one of the documentaries that I've personally watched on ethical clothing is called The True Cost. You can find it on Amazon Prime and it's really, really good. It's super well done, incredibly eye-opening, gives phenomenal statistics as well as just the heart behind what creates fast fashion and how we create fast fashion and what you have to do about it. So that's a really, really good one. Brain Heart World, again, is another good one. That's by Fight the New Drug. We had mentioned that earlier. That one's on pornography and on how it affects the brain, the heart, and the world. Really well done. And I believe you would find that on the Fight the New Drug website. Yeah. And it's a three-part documentary series. I believe it's only like 30 minutes per part, though. So cool that there are so many resources out in the world and so many groups and nonprofits who are fighting against this. And mm -hmm. one of those groups that we love is Exodus Cry. They have a branch of their organization that creates very well-done documentaries and films. One of those films is called Nefarious. It's a few years old now, but it's still very applicable to the world of trafficking right now in 2020. So if you're like, where do I start in learning about anti-trafficking? I would say start by uh, watching the documentary Nefarious. They also have some other great documentaries. One is about Seattle's Bikini Baristas. That one's only 10 minutes long. You can find that on YouTube. And some of their other documentaries that I absolutely love and wholeheartedly endorse are The Heart of Man and Liberated, which talks about America's sexual culture. So that's really just a very basic starting point for you. And again, we are more than happy to answer questions going forward. So if you DM us on Instagram, send us an email, give us a call, whatever it might be, we'd love to equip you with more resources. If you've gone through this and don't know where else to go, reach out, reach out to us, reach out to other people. This is just a very basic foot in the door for a lot of these topics. Absolutely. And I'm going to do that shameless plug that everyone does here and say, don't forget to subscribe to Wipe Every Tear on social media and to subscribe to this podcast so more people can see it and become aware about how to fight against trafficking. Thank you guys so much for listening. It was so great to be able to share this with you and hopefully empower you a little bit to take your own step in the direction of justice. And we just appreciate you taking the time to listen. 
Yes, God bless you so very much. We'll speak to you next time.